Welcome to Everyday Conversations with Everyday People. Uh, today I'm joined by a person I actually got to meet last week, Ben. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So thankful to be a part of this. Awesome. Well, Ben, this can go one or two ways. Uh, we can talk about anything you want to talk about, or I've got these 10 conversation starters that we can use and kind of go from there. Let's start with the conversation starters. Okay, awesome. All right, first one. If I gave you the aux cord right now, what are you playing? Oh, man. I think I think I might have one of the widest range of right. musical interests. Um, and and I also don't like one certain genre. Um, so I did I did musical theater in high school. Nice. And so, so did I. Uh, you did? I did. Really? That's awesome. Um, I did it eighth grade through senior year. Absolutely loved it. So listen to a lot of that. Um, and then uh, I also like um, like hype music, I guess is yeah. what it could be called. Okay. But like like Avicii and uh, maybe rave music. Okay, yeah, like dubstep uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Um, and then also love worship music. Um, and worship music is probably what I listen to the most. Um, but then I also love some rap. Okay, but if I was given the Oxford right now, what would I play? <laughs> What have you been vibing with most recently? Are we in the car together? Yeah, we're in the car together. Okay. We're about to like start like a three-hour road trip. A three-hour, like, so the first song of three-hour yeah, road trip. Just like okay, so it's, it's got to be pretty good. Um, I I would maybe say, "Don't Stop Believing" okay. by Journey. All right, that's probably what I would say for the first that's song of our three-hour road trip. Solid choice. Um, because I feel like that's got some good great yeah, vibes, good vibes and it would kick it off. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I've had these 10 questions, and I've found that there were two that I just feel like people either didn't really have an answer for or just kind of like got skipped over. So I've replaced them with two other questions. Okay. So you'll be one of the first people that asked this question. What lie have you told most recently, and would you tell it again? What lie have I told most recently? So to give an example, well, I've given two answers to this. One was a light one, which is whenever someone asks me, if they want, if I want to do something and I don't want to do it, I'll either say, I usually have said, yeah, it's fine. I'll take care of it. I've actually had a buddy recently tell me that like when he's in those situations, he asks a question back is, do you want me to do that? Mm. And they're like, yeah, it'd be really helpful. And then you can just kind of jump from there. Interesting. And then a deeper answer to that question that I've realized asking people this question has been, um, when people ask me, are you okay or are you fine? And you just like, yep. yeah, I'm okay. Of course. <laughs> and you that that like was definitely the first one that came to mind was like, because that's that's how most conversations go these days, unfortunately, is you're, you're passing someone either at work or at the coffee shop here or whatever. Like, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Great. Sweet. Like, and that's it. That's and good. there's no real conversation there. And so... That was what immediately came to mind as far as a lie that I have told recently is when someone asked me, Ben, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> um, because cause life right now is tough. It's, it is really tough. It, uh, um, so I, I've, always, I've always lived with my family, I'm the oldest of five siblings. Go. So big household. Um, and in July, uh, my family moved to East Tennessee. Okay. And so I'm solo in uh, Memphis now, um, but that's hard. And it's it's hard to live without my with my parents. Without so that's a siblings. big support system that's just now exactly. on the other side of the state. Exactly. Um, I get to see them in a week, so I'm thrilled about that. But um, it's 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 been really difficult. Um, and then uh, I'm also on on staff at uh, my church serving okay. with the youth ministry and what so church is that? living hope church okay. in piperton mm -hmm. um and the youth pastor of five years left the same day that my family moved and uh and it was it was uncanny to the point where i was like okay god you want me to grow <laughs> up a lot don't you um but but uh but so that, yeah so he 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 didn't leave the lord moved him the Lord moved him to another church to be a lead pastor. My family moved. Um, and there's been a ton of change in my life. And so 
I haven't been good right. for the majority of the time. There have been spurts of good, I guess, but um, it's been really hard. And so, unfortunately, I've told that lie a lot that I'm okay. Um, and I think that it's a self-preservation lie of like, I don't want to actually have to be vulnerable in front of you. So I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm okay or I'm, I'm great, but I'm really not. Um, and so that's, that's definitely a lie that, that I've told recently, um, maybe to just avoid, <clears throat> avoid being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then also just surface level, it, um, it takes time to tell people how you really are. And so if I'm in a hurry, I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. It just, just go on, go on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely a lie that I've told. And so would I tell it again? Um, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I probably will yeah. and probably would. Um, although I think, you know, it's interesting. As a, as a student ministry team, we just finished reading a book um, called Living Fearless by Jamie Winship, but it talks about so many things. So it talks about finding your identity in, in Jesus. Um, but, but one of the things it talks about <clears throat> is uh, generative versus um, formulaic language. Okay. And formulaic language is, how are you? I'm good. Great. Awesome. See ya. Yeah, we just, this is our dance. Like, We're gonna it's a formula. On. Like, I ask you how you're doing, you respond good. You ask me how I'm doing, I respond good. It's a formula. Generative language is like the questions you're asking now, mm -hmm. where it's like, what's well, a lie that you've told? Like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> like you've like you got to actually think, right. you got to actually respond. And so, um, and so reading that book really spurred me on to ask generative language questions of like, how are you doing? And then respond generatively, like generating conversation instead of responding with a formula. So it's been in my mind, it's been present, but it's easy to tell a lie. It's easy to, I'm good. Yeah, so, it's the easy thing. Um, will I tell it again? Yes, yeah. but I'm gonna try not to. Yeah. I think, so I, I, asked this, the, I did ask this question recently uh, to a buddy, it's JP, who's on a prior podcast. And we both kind of agreed that there are specific people that when they ask that question, I may not respond with a, I'm not doing okay, but I will definitely say it in a way like I'm doing all right. Like it will, yeah. it'll be like, it'll definitely, it will not be like a enthusiastic sound that comes out of my mouth and it'll just, I'll keep eye contact mm. to see if they're like, all right, I want to hear more or okay. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry about that. And then continue on. Yeah. So I've, Found the smaller way, but I would agree. I think I feel like most of the time, there are a lot of people asking that question where I'm like, "You're not genuinely asking me that," and it'll just yeah. we'll go on. And what, why would you? Why would you be vulnerable in front of someone who's not genuinely yeah, wanting? Does genuinely care? Yeah. So, I, I I would definitely agree with that. I've I've definitely done that before. Where people ask me at work, I'm kind of the I like to I like to spur people on. I like to hype people up. Um, and so I'm kind of the hype man yeah. at work. Um, and so people expect me to be super excited, super excited all the time. And I'm not super excited right. all the time. And so there have been times where I've done that, where they've asked me, Ben, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. Um, and they're like, oh, really? Wait, what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully they, they ask that yeah. and genuinely care. But um, now that you say that, I've definitely done that before. I got you. All right. Uh, all right. This has also been a fun one because yeah. I've gotten a lot of different answers to it. What do you find most attractive in others? Mm. And how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 on that wow. uh, attribute? So, just to give an example, I have been told intelligence and just in general, um, in general intelligence, emotional intelligence, leadership qualities. Um, ability to like work a room, like like a confidence mm. or confidence in general. Um, I've also been told physical attributes, so it's just yeah. like <laughs> I've been across the board, which is why I found this question fun. Awesome, that is a fantastic question. Um, off the top of my head, one thing that I find 
really attractive another person is, um, and not just in a woman, but like yeah, what, the friends I mean, yeah, that I surround general, myself with. Yeah, just yeah. like what is someone, what is something about somebody that would like attract makes me you gravitate to them. toward them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say um, social awareness and knowing knowing how something you're saying, something you're doing makes other people feel. So I guess maybe another way to phrase that would be empathy, being able to mm-hmm. put yourself in other people's shoes. Um, because there's, there's nothing worse than, actually there are a lot of things worse, but one thing that's, one thing that's <laughs> right. tough is when you're talking with someone and, and they, they say something that really hurts you, but they don't know that they hurt you. It's like, Oh my gosh! Like, I don't want to. I don't want to continue being around right. you. Like, um, if you at least know you hurt me, we can do. We can deal with that. We can work with that. Um, I don't like being around people who don't, um, or it's difficult to be around people who are just blind to that, blind to their own actions, blind to how other people are feeling. Um, so, how would I rate myself on that scale, one to ten? Um, I work really hard at this. Um, I don't know that I was necessarily born with this gift, um, but I've worked really hard to place myself in other people's shoes and think about what, how are they feeling based mm-hmm. on what I just did. Um, and also, it actually also does really help that one of my biggest vices is that I'm a people pleaser and will do things to the detriment of myself to please others. Right. Um, and so I'm constantly thinking about what other people think or what other people are thinking, how, how they um, are interpreting what I'm doing. And so that may have helped me grow in empathy a little bit um, just because always thinking about, mm-hmm. do they like me right now? Are they pleased with what I've just done? And um, So I would maybe give myself, on a scale of one to 10, seven okay maybe um because because i care a lot about what other people think um and 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 i care that um i care that i am conveying exactly how i feel to them um and um i also like to be liked Mm -hmm. and so who doesn't uh, exactly um Maybe seven's too high. Maybe six. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be too prideful like no, here. I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really do um, appreciate empathy, um, and some of my best friends are incredible at it. And so, uh, it's one of the reasons why I am around them right. all the time is because um, they can put themselves in my shoes, and I can put myself in theirs. And so, um, I find that really attractive and people that I surround myself with. I agree. I think it's something uh, it's something I feel like I talk about a lot with people, but uh, I think that's a good designation of a true friend is someone that is happy with you when you're happy, yeah. sad with you when you're sad, and like being able to be in those environments with you and just to like exist in it yeah. rather than like try to make it better or do different things. Yeah, I totally agree. Hmm. Uh, what has been, what has kept your interest most lately? Over life? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, just like in general. So the question, the way I originally phrased it used to be, what is the most interesting fact or opinion you've heard or read mm. recently? And I feel like I've been trying to like rephrase of like, what has kept your interest most mm. lately? So what has kept my interest? What is something that's been like? All right, I'm ready to dive into that. Like, I'm ready to like learn more about so, it. So, the first thing that came to mind is what I'll answer with first, and then uh, I'll think of one that's like a an opinion uh, after to answer it as well. But immediately, what first came to your mind was what came to my mind was what has kept my interest for the longest is the game of golf. Okay. Um, so it, I, I started playing when I was seven years old. Um, and, um, 
I my, my grandmother taught me how to play, and so it's a fun thing for us to do together. Now I play with. Um, I just got back from a golfing trip with my grandfather, my uncle, and my cousin. Like we had a great time. Where'd y'all go? We went to Crossville in East Tennessee, okay. uh, right past right past Nashville, um, and beautiful, beautiful courses. But the reason why golf has kept my interest for so long um, is because it's really hard and it's really difficult. Um, and it, and it requires yeah, and it requires you to discipline yourself that if I want to progress, I've got to do this often. I think I think that applies to a lot of things in life, that if you want to be healthy, you've got to discipline yourself to become more healthy. If you want to um, have a better relationship with the Lord, you've got to discipline yourself to obey what He, obey what he says, obey His commands. And so... Um, Golf has has really helped me. Um, it's also just a thing I can do to just take my mind off uh, the stresses of life. Because when I when I hit a terrible shot or a good <laughs> shot, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about the stresses of work. I'm not mm. thinking about the stress of ministry. I'm not thinking about the fact that my family is a state away. I'm thinking about that was a terrible shot. What am I going to do to fix it? Well, that was an amazing shot. What am I going to do to replicate it? And so it's kind of helpful to take my mind off kind of a somewhat of a meditation kind of thing um and so that's probably why it stuck okay. my interest for so long but um what was the what was the initial wording of the question that you had uh, so it was the most interesting it fact or opinion you've read or heard lately hmm what's the most oh wow okay that, wow. Okay, this is gonna open up a can of worms. Let's but do it. Um, the most interesting fact that breaks my heart um, and calls me to action um, and just provokes me in so many ways is um, so. I recently saw the movie um, "Sound of Freedom." Okay. Uh, with Jim yeah. Caviezel mm-hmm. and um, about sex trafficking and at the end of that movie they put a a a thing up on the screen that said there are more people enslaved today than than in the history of the world okay and or 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 that's not exactly what it was there are more people enslaved today than when it was legal and and then, and then it, it's put another thing underneath it that said, and most of them are children. And I was like, oh my goodness. Because I'd, I'd known this was a thing, that um, sex trafficking was a thing. But I don't know that it affected I knew it was so pervasive. And so, and I mean, that, that movie wrecked me. I went and saw it with my grandfather and... Um, one of my friends was trying to go see it with me, and we couldn't get our schedules to work out. I was kind of sad. And then my grandfather said, I'm going to see it. Are you free? And I was free. And so went and saw it with him, which was um, very thankful we got to go see that. Um, but, I mean, that just it just breaks my heart um, that, um, that that evil exists um, and that... Um, Satan has his hand in the world in that way. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's also difficult to, to grapple with um, how, can a, how can a good God allow that? And mm-hmm. how can, if, if God's good, how can he let this exist? Um, and um, I, have to, I have to trust that God knows what he's doing and that um, and that he is allowing this to happen for some reason I mean he allowed he allowed Job's children to die Mm -hmm. he allowed everything to be taken away from Job 
for a reason to to prove that Job loved the Lord. Um, and so I don't I don't I don't know what I don't know what the reason is behind this industry existing. It's horrible. Um, but I would say that's probably the the craziest quote that I've heard um, today um, that has stuck with me. So I, I saw that I saw that movie a month and a half, maybe two months ago, and um, still sticks with me. Um, it's crazy. And it's sad. Um, but and but but there there are people like the like the agent in the movie who are fighting this thing on the front mm-hmm. lines, which is incredible. And I mean so much so much respect for them. Um, because I mean I'd be I'd be way too scared to go into the middle of I think it was South America or something like that and save this save this child. I would with with the Lord I can do anything, but it would take right. it would take a lot. It would be really hard. Um, but but yeah, that's a that's a fact that stuck with me. This this definite this conversation yeah. took a turn. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, uh, I will say this is something I don't think I can speak a lot on just because I don't have like a vast amount of knowledge. I know it has right. existed. I know it sounds stupid, but like you've seen like Taken and stuff like that. So like you know, like even here in Memphis, like the the number of times on the news you'll hear like so and so was kidnapped like off the street or so and so like you don't know like what happens to those well I feel like in most instances you don't know what ends up having those people right so never found so it's like either were they killed or they then like put into a position where like now they're part of that process uh, another big one was um, a friend of mine uh, who works for uh let's say the Department of Justice, uh, said that, like, I-40 alone is, like, a really big area, like, for, like, trafficking. Oh, like, wow. For, like, sex trafficking. Just because, like, it connects so far, like, especially, like, in the east. Yeah. Like, it just connects such a vast um, area. That, like, it just, we just won't think about it, but, like, it's just, like, a we'll say a stereotypical, like, van. But, like, in general, it's just people that are, like, driving with these people that are being abused in a way just to, like, take them wherever they're going next. And you just would never know it because you're doing your own thing that day, like yeah. going to work or going to lunch, get a coffee or something like that. And you're right. not even thinking about it, but these people are, like, doing that every day. Exactly. Crazy world we live it's in. It's crazy. Man. Let's see. Uh, describe your most beautiful place. My most beautiful place? Interesting. Hmm. I feel like my most beautiful place has changed over mm-hmm. the course of my life. Um, for currently, my most beautiful place is Fox Meadows Golf Course. Okay. Um, and the reason why that is my uh one of my friends uh who serves on the youth ministry with me um has this phrase that uh she says um she calls it her thin place what that means is where heaven meets earth and it's really thin so it's where heaven's real close to earth um where she can just be before the Lord and um, really feel His presence. That's her thin place, uh, and it's it, hers is a park in Collierville. But um, but my thin place is Fox Meadows Golf Course, um, and it and that's beautiful. It's beautiful to me. It um, um, it's maybe not the the typical beautiful place because well, yeah it's well i've not... gotten different answers i've gotten physical places or i've got specific moments in your life right it's just like i was in this moment and i just was at peace yeah with everything that was going around and that's and that's the cool thing about that question is that it like you can take it in yeah, any, any directions i i appreciate that question um but it 
when I'm when I'm there, um, I I don't I don't listen to music. I and I, I almost always just play golf by myself there, and uh, and I and I walk. I don't I don't ride the golf cart. Right. I uh, I walk, and so so the play is slower. You, you it, it takes more time to play, um, and and I just think I just I I pray I talk to God. Um, and it's really, really cool. Um, and it, and it's just, it's just peaceful. There's never, it's never busy out there. Um, and, uh, it's in, the course is in good condition too, which is nice. Um, but it's, it is one of the most beautiful places to me, um, in my life right now. Um, which is, it's so nice. Um, another beautiful place for me is um, my my family's property in East Tennessee. Uh, they have they have fourteen acres, uh, and it's on kind of like a pizza pie like shape. Um, okay. It's like a triangle, uh, and the driveway is at the point, and then it goes up like this and um and it's uphill so the house is like up at the top of the hill and drive like a gravel driveway down and um is a beautiful beautiful place um and and my youngest sister is seven and so she's getting to grow up on that property and uh grow up it's kind of kind of a farm i mean they don't have animals yet i think they want to um but it is a beautiful place. Um, and it's real peaceful in the morning. I went up there and visited them a few, um, few weeks ago, uh, about two months ago. And um, peaceful as can be in the morning. Um, and it's, it's one of the most beautiful properties that I've, that I've seen. Uh, and and I, I think that my family is going to be there for for a while so um those that's are probably awesome. my two two beautiful places yeah that's really cool uh what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self i'll let you know this now the next like three questions progressively get more personal yeah so at any point you don't want to answer them it's perfectly fine and we'll just move on cool <laughs> uh so yeah what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self So much. Um, there's a song that I that I like by the band Sidewalk Prophets, um, but it it's a song about him singing to his younger self. Uh, it's called "These Are the Words I Would Say." Um, really cool melody and whatnot. But I was listening to that song the other day, and it made it got me thinking. Like, what would I say if I was face to face with eight year old Ben? Um, or 13-year-old Ben, or something like that. Um, and I also think about it a lot, too, because I work in the youth ministry with middle and high school guys. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm constantly putting myself in their shoes of, like, what do they want to hear right now? Like, what, what was I thinking at their age that wouldn't make sense if I don't explain it in this way? And so I do think about my younger self a lot. I would... Piece of advice that I'd give to my younger self, I would. I I heard this piece of advice in um, in a movie uh, called Evan Almighty. Have you seen yeah, that movie? Um, but Morgan Freeman, as God, says to Evan's wife, he says, "If you want patience." Do you think that God will just give you patience or will he give you opportunities to be patient? If you want wisdom, is he, or if you want courage, do you think he's going to give you courage or he's going to give you moments to be courageous? And I think I think that's probably what I would tell my 10-year-old self is that you're going to have a lot of difficult things happen in your life. You're going to have things that are frustrating. You're going to have things that are scary. They're for a purpose. And um, 
they're they're growing you. They're this is also a, another piece of advice that I heard from Tom Hanks in a uh, in a roundtable with a bunch of other yeah. actors. He said he said I try to live my life by this too shall pass. And he says, um, "Are you feeling super great about yourself? Feeling at the feeling at the height of all your of everything? This too shall pass. Are you feeling really down on yourself? Are you feeling really depressed, really sad? This too shall pass. Um, but just that, like, when when difficult things happen, um, they're growing you. When." Um, when frustrating things happen, they're growing you. Um, just persevere. Keep on, keep on fighting. Don't give up. Don't give in. Um, because um, I, f- I feel like for so much, so much of my childhood, I was so focused on um, being perfect, being. Um, so I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest child. So my whole life whether my parents were saying this to me, because they did say this to me a few times, or not, I still felt it. My younger siblings were always watching. They're always watching what I'm doing. And so constantly concerned about my my image, what I was portraying. And so that fueled me being a people pleaser. And so um, I would tell, I, would, I guess I would tell myself three things then. Um, learn from try to learn from the situation that you're in not hope for another one mm-hmm. um, this too shall pass um, hills hills and valleys mountains and troughs like C.S. Lewis talks about it um, and then the third would be it's okay if you're not perfect it's okay if you're not it's okay if you're a work in progress yeah because you always will be on this side of eternity. You always will be a work in progress. There's always something, always going to be sin. You got to root out of your life. And so, those are probably the three pieces of advice I'd give to my my younger self um, that I haven't by no by no means figured them out as a as a twenty year old right now. Um, I'm still still working through those. Uh, still struggling with them daily. But um, yeah, it's still a good thing that you notice them there. What was that, what was that? It's still a good thing that you noticed them. Though. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because I think they're probably still like, I like I don't come to those realizations. I'm 28. I don't come to those realizations until I got married, which was 23, wow. 24. Um, and that's just because I have an absolutely amazing wife um, who fostered like my character. I guess the best way, like I don't explain hmm. to you, I... I know myself 10 times better now just because like my wife is wow. in my life. Cause I feel like my wife was the first person that encouraged like my silliness <laughs> and like, Hey, I want to go do this. or I want to go try this. She, her immediate answer wasn't, I don't know, or, uh, maybe not. Hers was like, okay, cool. Let's go do it. Or, uh, That's awesome. yeah, you should do that. Like her first move is affirmative. If there if there is some weariness to like a decision or something like she would talk about it, but like she feels my excitement and she's like we want to nourish that like let's start to like figure it out. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, being the work in progress thing like that was something that I feel like I didn't truly understand until like that time. So you seeing it at twenty, I think is huge. Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that has been on your mind most lately? It's been on my mind most lately. Hmm. I feel like there's been a million things that have been on my mind lately. Um, I feel like... Um... Mm. It's hard to whittle it down and consolidate it into <laughs> into one thing. Um, it's been on my mind recently. Um, I guess I guess one that's been on my mind recently is um, <clears throat> my 
girlfriend and I broke up a month or so ago, and that was that was really hard. Um, I was uh, really invested in in the relationship and really um, excited for what the future brought. Um, and uh, the Lord took us on two different paths, and uh, and so grappling with that has been hard. Grieving through that has been hard. Um, uh, it's been frustrating, sad, freeing, um, gratitude, anger, like all of the emotions, every single one of them has been felt toward the situation. And, um, and it's, it's really, um, I mean, a lot of my thoughts recently have been about that. Yeah. Um, and and so that I mean that's not been easy by any means. Um, it's it's been really difficult. Um, and uh, one of the one of the the coping mechanisms that I have um, used for for years is pornography. Um, and and so. To cope with the um, loneliness, to cope with the um, frustration, to cope with the million things I'm feeling, um, I would turn to that. Mm -hmm. um, and the Lord has really placed it on my mind and my heart that this season that he launched me into by making Hannah and me go in separate yeah. directions. Um, he's placed on my heart and mind that this season is appointed for me to give him my whole mind and heart. And in so doing, he will destroy those desires that I have for porn yeah. and um, unwanted sexual behavior. Um, and so I would say that those two things have been on my mind the most recently that, um, it's sad that Hannah and I aren't together anymore. Uh, and that the, the Lord deserves and, um, he is claiming my heart uh, in this season, and and that's it, and it's not easy. It's it's been it's been real difficult because my flesh doesn't want to doesn't no, want to submit. Never does. My flesh wants to never does do whatever it wants and want whatever it wants and have an over desire for whatever it wants to desire. Um, and so there's been a war in my head a lot. Um, and the enemy's been sticking his finger in everything and t shooting lies into my mind of you're undeserving of love because if you were deserving of love, you'd still be together with Hannah. And yeah. like, it's like, shut up, Satan. It's real. Like, what? But, it, but that's real. Yeah, and, uh, and then obviously there's a million lies with pornography and lust and all that. Because he's like, oh, you, you're a terrible human being. How could you ever seek this out or want this. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, the Lord's been kind in this time. Um, and he's working in me. He's pruning out that which doesn't need to be there. It's hard. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, it's it, it doesn't come easily. Uh, and so those two things have been weighing real heavy on me, my mind. As of late, gotcha. Um, I think I don't know. So I've always had not difficulty in these conversations, but the way I talk yeah. about it is, I think something that because I I completely understand that I've been in the exact same um, area of my life, and the first biggest thing for me was that 
I needed to understand that sexuality is a gift right. from God. It is a commandment that he gives multiple people in um, the Bible. And it's like anything of God's creation. It just has to be used in the right area. Exactly. But us as sinners always find the right way to use it the wrong way. Exactly. Uh, We're experts at that. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, the bigger things with that, I had to understand that uh like one of those biggest things is like you're not meeting the desires of your life like you run you retreat towards those things because either these things aren't going right which i mean again in this instance a lost relationship is a tough one to right. swallow um which also speaking to that a lot of people have different ideas of um loves your life here if you end up marrying anything like that i think i don't believe in the soulmate um, yeah. idea. I believe that there will be different points in your life that the Lord will use that to a benefit. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, yes, it is a um, it is a sad thing that you're no longer together with Hannah. I think the positive that comes out of this is you're like, alright, this thing has happened to me. I'm now retreating towards these things. I need to work on that. Like yeah. I need to overcome I say overcome I need to put to rest this response so then the next time something comes around all right like I now know when I hit these situations I'm not retreating to that I now have a different way exactly because the way I uh I've tried to explain that some different friends that are girls because they ask me questions about like the pornography industry stuff like because even girls deal with that too which I feel like people don't point out enough exactly yeah yeah, yeah. just as much um closed loop and open loop uh, reactions. So the best way to explain it to you, or not explain it to you, but in general it had to be explained to me. You have closed loop, which is your golf swing. Like you walk up to golf ball, your brain automatic, you're not thinking about, all right, I'm breaking my wrist, I'm breaking my shoulder straight, all this different stuff. You're like, all right, I'm doing my thing and it's open. It's closed loop. So I would say, like, in this instance, like, your natural tendency is, like, all right, I'm now having these feelings. Your brain, which is recorded, the habit, closed loop. All right, we're feeling this way. Let's go do this. We'll feel better afterwards. Exactly. Like, you have, which, I mean, there's no, people get upset when they say, well, no, you can beat those things. Like, I understand that. But, like, you've trained your brain in a way that, like, all right, this is my brain muscle memory. brain is wired memory. that way This now, is my yeah. muscle memory. And then there's open loop. Which is what I like. Again, I am sad that you're, you're broken up with your girlfriend, but I'm also super excited for you because this is a moment where you can then have an open loop conversation. Mm. Which is at any point during your golf swing, you could stop. Mm. So, open loop is that like at any point during. So, when I heard this explained to me, it was someone um, that was on SWAT team, and at any point during his like setup for his shot, he could he he could stop it. Like it, it became. What was a closed loop move was now an open loop move to him. So like up until like the last hair second of pulling a trigger, he could come off. Oh wow. Like of all of his setup. So in this instance, like that was something that I had to learn about myself. It was like, all right, I experienced this. My natural reaction is starting to go towards this instance. All right, let's catch it. What caused that closed loop habit? Or what was something that triggered that closed loop habit? Yeah. And then start to find like ways at some point during that situation you'll catch it so it's not to say that because i was having this conversation with jp it's like i think everybody in this world will have a ball and chain of some size or shape that you will deal with exactly because we're never perfect the lord will always have you working on something right. in your sanctification um in this instance that might be that thing so it's not to say like the i think the lord can cure you of all things that he wants because uh, it's openly shown through the gospels and everything it's like you can immediately be healed and restored if the lord wants to do so or it could be your constant thorn in your side where like you know that something that's existing so hearing jp talk about the 12-step program it's just one of the things where, like you're admitting hey like this is my thing like this is something that i need to work through yeah. and it doesn't need to be put off to the side um so in those moments of you start to lean towards those situations, analyze it in a sense of like, all right, this happened, this happened, this happened, and my brain triggered closed loop reaction, yeah, and now I'm here. 
and you start to analyze like all right, what was it cryptid off yeah, yeah. and then you start to see these different things because the way i also think of spiritual fighting i think of it as boxing mm. so like you go into your first round oh wow you go into your first round of your fight you get tagged a couple times but you start to see your enemies your opponent's moves yeah so you walk back in that second round you're like all right he likes to fake the jab and then throw the hook he fakes the jab, he throws the hook, you duck. You're like, okay, exactly. cool, I learned that move. I yeah. learned that, all right, you saw a weakness in me. I learned from that weakness. Let's go again. All right, let's find something. That's like, cool. let's find the next thing. Um, and what I also will talk to you about, the continual process. Something I've learned, I meet with the guys group every two weeks. Uh, and this isn't a Christian or a Bible thing. It's always a group of guys that meet together every two weeks to talk about how to suck at life in some form or fashion. Mm. And then on top of that, you think about the things that you want to do well in your life, things that you think will make you better, which we call values. Uh, And then to those values, you establish habits. And it might be, uh, so for me, it was like screen time. It was like my value was uh, undistract or intentionality, like with Allison and Walker, who's my son. Like when I'm with them, like I'm there, I'm not playing on my phone or something like that. Um, Then you start to develop a, uh, a habit um around that value and you pursue it from there Mm. in this group and i've been there almost a year and a half the thing that i've noticed i've equated it to a dirty mirror Mm. is that you'll fix a small habit so something as simple as screen time uh waking up early doing workouts during the week eating healthy like all these different smaller things you will master you will pretty much master that habit and you'll slightly clean off the glass that's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And progressively what I've seen is that people have built these small habits and you clean it enough to then you find almost like the root of whatever's happening. Oh, wow. And I don't know where, necessarily what it ever ends up being. Um, it's been different things for different people. But I've noticed that like in these moments where like, all right, I have deficiencies at the right word. I have, I have an area of my glass to clean now. Like I see it's dirty. I can clean it up. Let's start working on cleaning it. And as you clean it, you'll see a clearer picture of what's behind the glass. Oh, wow. Which is what I've seen is like you start to see whatever that bigger thing is that's then dirtying up your glass starts to show itself. Mm. And so equating it to like this boxing match, it's like you go to like round 10, round 11, round 12, and you get to 12 and you're like, oh, it's that one move that has then built like all these other like uh, movements. Um, from that, um, so I realized I just went on a huge tangent in a lot of different no, ways. No, that was great. <laughs> all that and encouragement to say, um, sexuality is a gift. Yeah, it's just we have to learn how to use it uh, appropriately. Because um, again, like with any of God's creation, uh, you can use it incorrectly, and we're Absolutely. great at it. We're great at doing it. Um, <laughs> that was awesome thank you for that i really appreciate it thanks chris uh let's see uh what holds you back from being the person you want to be holds me back from being the person i want to be um hmm. i'd probably say settling for a lesser joy probably got to be what it is um good one and uh, i think that applies to a lot of areas of my life but 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 i would say i was just double checking this because it doesn't in our segment oh we can keep going yeah just making sure we had to stop okay um i would probably say the so with with pornography i'm settling for a lesser Mm -hmm. um a lesser joy, yeah. Uh, because because the joy of of waiting and um, and and developing emotional intimacy before physical intimacy is significantly yeah greater than going to porn. So that would be one. Um, then there's the uh, the the momentary. The momentary lesser joy of um, sitting on the couch, eating Taco Bell, and watching a TV show. Dude, like 
the biggest thing in the world for me is uh, trash food. Like, yeah. If I'm feeling super upset or anything like that, I will slam some terrible food. <laughs> yeah. Slam it. Yeah. So, so that's so it's nice to hear that I'm not alone in that. Um, but, but yeah, just just wanting the it's okay. This is this is incredible. Um, last last night, um, I think it was last night, but one of the the, the community pastor. Uh, preached at, at the uh, student ministry last night. Mm-hmm. And he said that um, there's a difference between um, uh, I think it was it was so satisfaction is what we is what we want. Uh, maybe happiness is it was the difference between happiness and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. There's something else in satisfaction. Maybe it'll come to me. But um, uh, no, it was it was a this is what, pleasure, there you pleasure go. and satisfaction. satisfaction. That's what it is. So pleasure is is momentary and fleeting, and you experience it and then it fades. Right. Satisfaction is not momentary. It's not fleeting. It doesn't fade as quickly as pleasure. But in order to have satisfaction, satisfaction comes after you go through something hard. Yeah. And um, and so I would say that settling for lesser joy and seeking out pleasure instead of satisfaction holds me back from being the person I want to be. Yeah. Um, because because uh, I, I listen to the lie of the enemy that the hardship you got to go through to have satisfaction isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, or this pleasure is going to be awesome and you're going to love it. Um, whatever that pleasure may be, that pleasure is not always going right. to be pornography. It might it might be the trash food or the trash TV or scrolling on social media. Like yeah, th- that's that instant dopamine, dopamine hit, hit pleasure. And so, I would say those two things probably hold me back from being the person I want to be um, the most. I got you. Uh, yeah, I would encourage that. I would say, so I would say, speaking of my own relationship and what I feel like I've gleaned from others is um, what you're talking about now. So, with satisfaction, I look at a relationship, and especially like we'll say in my case, like a marriage, like you meet somebody and then it's equivocally like a flat piece of land. Like you, when you first meet somebody, there's all these right measurables of, uh, they love Christ, uh, whatever your X, Y, Z is, yeah. like what you would like to look for in a partner, you see like a great piece of land. You don't automatically walk up to a castle with a drawbridge and everything that's already there. Yeah. The fun part is you building that from that fat, like that flat piece of land. Mm-hmm. So I would say like what comes with a marriage and then I would say specifically like of a relationship, it's like Sex is fun. You can do it for like an hour, two hour, whatever you want to. Do. At some point, you have to talk to your significant yeah, other. Exactly. Like you have to be around each other. You do, and that is what I, in my mind, is the biggest part of things. Because like those things will ebb and flow. Like speaking of my own marriage, like those things come up. The pleasure comes up and down, up and down. Like that'll because that's life in general. But what is the constant is the emotional relationship my wife and I have, and right. our ability to laugh about things, the ability to work through things, the ability to just be around each other in complete silence just because, like, that is what we built is that comfortability. Yeah. Um, so, again, just to kind of, like, just reiterate, I think it's a great path that you're on. Um, and, again, we don't know each other for Adam, so I'm just giving you <laughs> my, like, what I've had, what yeah. I've learned so far in 20 years that. of life. Um, Thanks, which could be completely wrong but i feel fairly strong what it said sounds correct to me in my, uh, hearing <laughs> it now so um because that's what it is like really like you get your satisfaction from things that are difficult and that you work through and then you get to enjoy it afterwards yeah momentary pleasure which i feel like it's just like it's just a big thing right now like yeah. and like across the board and on a lot of areas of life like you have people that seek pleasure not wanting to build something right meaningful and lasting and enjoying it. Um, which is not a carpet thing, it's just what I feel like I see across the board. Yeah. 
Uh, last question that I have here is, uh, which I feel like you've answered in great detail. Well, thank you for being honest yeah, on this podcast. Absolutely. That's something that like I ask of everybody. It's whatever question I ask you, I ask you to be honest about whatever you're dealing with, and then it's the same for me. So usually at the end, I've asked you all these questions. If you have any questions for me, like I'll gladly answer them. Uh, who are you really? Uh, who is behind the mask you show the world? Mm. Which I feel like we covered like a good bit. So if there's yeah. anything that specifically that comes to your mind, so. It's interesting you say mask because um, do you know anything about the Enneagram personality yeah. type? Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a three on the Enneagram, three wing two, um, which is classified as the performer. And that makes a lot of sense, me doing theater in high school. Um, but my biggest vice is that I put on masks and cover things about myself because I don't want people to know. I don't want people to see in. And so... Um, over the past two years, I'd say, um, a lot of inspiration has come from my mom, who has sought out health and um, uh, doing therapy and uh, counseling and um, seeking to seeking to grow and um, become emotionally healthy um, to 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 parent well and uh, I've t- and I've I've seen. The Lord used that and grow her in so many ways, and so I desire it as well. And so, for the past two years or so, I've been slowly trying to take masks off and be be myself more and um, with the people that I trust. Uh, and um, and so, I would say that the bin that I am sitting in this chair is pretty unmasked um, or or I took some masks off for this conversation one one of those one of those two um, I would say like you I mean you've made some heavy statements which I meant like again very like super thankful that you've had these conversations you're welcome because I think it's just beneficial so like again on top of all these conversations I have which I are benef- my payment is that like I get to know somebody new yeah. we get to have these honest conversations I get to think about things after this conversation that we talk about and develop it more and then on the random chance like the right person hears this podcast and hear those things they're like oh like that's affecting me too or that's something mm-hmm. that I've been thinking about a lot lately and it inspires them to go do something more with it like I just think it's a benefit yeah I I'm try, I'm trying to think of of something that um, is is genuine to my I guess um, I guess to answer your question who is Ben Gray behind all the masks which at the age of um, 20 you do not have to answer an answer to that question <laughs> yes I so so the the, the like the like zoom out super far and like try to encompass everything is that I am a son of God. Yeah. Um, I'm a son and I, I'm, I don't, I don't have to measure up to be a part of the family. I am a part of the family. Now there's rules to follow being a part of the family. And so I think that would, that would be the, the best way for me to answer that as of now, because um, I would say that I'm as cliche as it sounds on a journey of finding myself. And at 20, I don't know that I've found anything specific honest, other than Jesus. I will give you an honest answer and say, I don't think you, I think it's a noble pursuit. I think there will all, that will always change, mm. but in a constant pursuit of, Learning more about yourself is just a good thing to do in general. Yeah. Well then, yeah, that's my that's my goal to 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 learn learn more things about myself, learn more, discover more closely yeah. um, patterns in my life. To think, let's let's open this thing up and um, stop the golf swing in the back instead of going yeah. all the way through. And, um, so, so yeah, I'd, I'd say probably my answer to that one. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you for answering all my questions. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Is there anything that comes off the top of your head mm. you'd like for me to answer? So, so you said this. You said this last time, um, or, or last last conversation we had. 
but you do this podcast for your son. Mm-hmm. Is that is that right? Can can you like like tell me again what 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 the what the inspiration behind the podcast was? Yeah, here, give me one second. All right, yeah. So um, the inspiration came from my son Walker, which is also kind of the description of the podcast when you go there. Uh, it was twofold. One. Um, an amazing lesson I learned from my dad, which I then want to teach Walker, is that every person you meet in your life is unique and can teach you something about life, uh, whether that be good or bad, something to avoid or something to pursue. Mm. Um, the second one is uh, my dad and my mom uh, had me later in their life, so they were like late 30s, early 40s. So like I don't know my dad from, let's say like, 20 21 mm. to 40 like i don't i can hear stories i can hear all these different things um but i don't I, I couldn't hear him in specific moments where he can kind of recount things but maybe that's a little off um that's how i hopefully i solve this thing that like i wish i would get to know my dad more wow. at, during that time is that he can go back at some point and listen to these podcasts and hear me talk about anything and everything um, what I was thinking at the time. Uh, if at any point during a podcast someone asks a question that either I answer incorrectly or like I speak out of turn and you hear me apologize and ask for forgiveness, like either in that moment or just mm-hmm. later on, if I hear, like if that were to happen, like you could hear me openly work through yeah. an idea or um, work through a situation and like try to resolve it, um, like you would have an example of that. Yeah. So that was kind of like, I had somewhat of a sim- like a close idea to what I wanted to do, and then when I really started thinking about like, all right, what is something that I want to make sure it gets passed on to Walker, and that it was this idea. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Might do something similar for for my son one day down the road. That that's really cool. What uh, what do you do for a job? Uh, I work for a local bank here in Memphis, uh, okay. Paragon. So all the all the Memphis branches are all on Poplar Avenue. It's like from Germantown Park or from Farmington to like Oak Court Mall. Like there's four different locations there. And then there's a location in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, one in Atlanta, and then just recently opened in Oxford. You say Paragon? Mm-hmm. Do you know Troy Wheatley? I do know Troy Wheatley. So he goes to church with me. Okay, yeah, awesome. And uh, he. So he worked with the middle school guys for a while. Okay. And uh, he, such a cool dude. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. Dude, he, he and I talked about uh, cigars yesterday. Yes. He <laughs> loves smoking cigars. He has, I, I, I'm going to smoke cigars at some point, but he. Um, if I can give a suggestion, the brand is called Tabak, T-A-B-A-K. T-A-B-A-K? Yes, Tabak. Interesting. Yeah, just try one of those. I turn you go? I turn 21 in a month, okay. and uh, I'm going to uh, East Tennessee to visit my family. Okay. My dad and I are going to go to a distillery together there you over go. there, which is fun. But um, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to trying some cool cigars too, because uh, I enjoy that. I've I've made a commitment to myself um, that I'll never break. I'm never going to inhale anything into my lungs okay. besides air, um, because um, I, I do have an addictive personality, yeah. and uh, I, and so I'll never vape, never smoke, um, and that's just a commitment that I made to myself. Um, that doesn't violate my conscience to smoke a cigar because um, you just keep it in your mouth. Yeah, don't inhale it, um, and it's it's a fun it's a fun thing to do with with buddies. Um, they'll they'll come over, we'll sit on the sit on the back porch around a fire, and Smoke cigars, talk about life. It's yeah, awesome. Um, but Tabak, T A B A K. I I miss Troy. He he doesn't, he doesn't serve with the ministry anymore. He's doing other things that right. the Lord's called him to do. But um, really, really cool guy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. You got any more? I don't think so. This okay. is this has been awesome. Yeah, dude, I really thank appreciate you, again you for being on. Let me do it. Yeah, you're over there. Um, so yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Uh, did you enjoy this? Yes. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I've I, never I, asked you one of the other things. I'm like, hey, did you cool that you just spent an hour talking to me? Terrible. No, no, no. I I listen to podcasts a lot. I listen to uh, Joe Rogan. Um, 
listen to uh, Theo Vaughn. Yeah, his, his, his Theo. He's crazy, dude. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I listen to their podcasts often, and uh, I've always thought it'd be cool to mm-hmm. go on one to myself. And uh, and I also love, I love answering questions about like what like what I'm walking through and what I'm working through because I lead a lot of small groups. I'm never a part of them because like I'm in the yeah, ministry. Yeah. And so it's, it's rare for me to have a space where someone's like, you get to work ben, through t- something. Exactly. Yeah. Like Ben, tell me about your life. Like what's going on. And so, um, when I heard that, or when I saw you here last week, I was like, I've got to do this. <laughs> and I also felt like I felt something in my heart. I was sitting over there yeah. and, and I was like, that's a really cool song. I I got I got to say something. Well, props to uh, Alice and my wife. She's the one that created that. I like it. It's, it's really <laughs> cool. It's come come sit and talk. I love it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I had I had a blast. Those were those were fantastic questions, by the way. Thank you. Um, I love that they how how open ended they are because it's like um, when you said what's your most beautiful place, they're you said there were some people who took it to a moment in their life. Yeah. I took it to two physical places. Like you can take it anywhere. Yeah. And so those were very, very good questions. Um, I feel like, um, I feel like your, your responses to what I said were really good as well. Um, and so, yeah, I had a thoroughly, thoroughly good time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Ben. Absolutely. And, uh, I'll see you later. See you.